I hope you're having a good day in the Lord today. My name is Pastor John Hardeman with the Quincy Church of the Nazarene, and I'm glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is September 26, 2021. Our sermon text will be coming out of James chapter 5, and I'll be beginning at verse 13. I titled it The Prayer of Faith. Again, James chapter 5, starting at verse 13. The prayer of faith. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins each to each other and pray for each other so that they may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. The earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone brings that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the air of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, <laughs> this is a, a, a great passage of scripture that tells us, uh, uh, teaches about faith, it teaches about prayer. And teaches us that even a normal, everyday person such as myself can be used mightily in the hands of Christ. So, Father, we recognize that you are the real teacher here through your Holy Spirit. So I just ask that you would anoint this message and anoint those who listen. That we would be more Christ-like in our actions. In Jesus' name. Amen. The book of James offers a wealth of instructions to guide the Christ followers to live a life pleasing and acceptable to God, who is our creator. Today's text is no different. A life of faith lived out through prayer. We start out with the importance of prayer. I believe James is trying to communicate that prayer is vital to our Christian journey. He starts out with the question, if you are in trouble. Other versions, words, uh, words, uses words such as hardships. Are you in hard, during hardships? Are you hurting? Are you afflicted? Whatever difficulty you may be experiencing, James is saying, pray about it. Are you happy? Merry? Just feeling great? Then you should praise God with testimonies and songs of praise. I believe James is telling his audience to be in prayer all the time for every situation you are facing. To have an ongoing, open line of communication with God. One may ask, how is that supposed to happen? I have a job, a family, there's small children running around me constantly. What James is suggesting is impossible in my situation. Oh, James does not understand what it's like to live in the 21st century. That last statement is actually true. 
James, walked this earth some 2,000 years ago, just like his earthly big brother, Jesus Christ. Personally, I believe James saw his big brother live it out and maybe even teased them about being over-pious. <laughs> we do not know for sure what birth order James fell in. But we do know that Jesus was his big brother, the oldest of the earthly children. Can you imagine growing up with someone who believed their heavenly father was their own father? Also, who talked about being sent from earth, sent to earth from above? James very well had been one of the family members who uh, were sent to go pick up their embarrassing brother and bring him home when they met up with Jesus when he was teaching. I use this story a lot. I love this story, actually. Jesus is teaching and healing in the crowds where, there's, where the crowds were so great that the family members had to send word to get word to Jesus. It went something like this, Jesus, your family's outside wanting a word. Jesus' response, who is my brother and brother? All those who listen and obey the words of God are my mother, brothers, and sisters. James goes on, uh, excuse me, James got to witness firsthand Jesus growing up and facing all the ups and downs of life and how Jesus left home at age 30. I believe Jesus modeled prayer and praise before his family. James is suggesting a conversational dialogue with God all day long. Just a side note, God is not interested in long, eloquent, fancy sounding words that make you look good. <laughs> Jesus was raised a carpenter just like his ancestors before him. Can you imagine Jesus crushing his thumb with a hammer and then quietly gathers himself and then gathers his siblings all around him so he can express his pain and hurts to God? <laughs> Have you ever hit your thumb with a hammer? It hurts. You probably grab your thumb with the other hand and dance the dance of pain. Jesus' prayers may have sounded like this. Oh, Father, that hurt like crazy. Help me be able to finish the day. Or, please don't let anything be broken. Or, thank you for the strength to complete the task. Whether you are hurting or rejoicing, God simply wants to be part of the conversation. God wants to know what is on your mind and then giving him the space to respond. Are you sick? Tell the church and let them pray over you to be anointed and for prayers of healing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Know this. Prayers offered in faith will make the sick person well, and if the person has sinned, they will be forgiven. Prayers offered in faith is a powerful thing. It's not the church members praying or the oil used, but it is God himself who does the healing. I caution you into thinking that uh, this means that every prayer of healing guarantees that God will make the sick person well. <laughs> no, it is a prayer offered in faith. That means not only the faith to believe God can heal, but also the faith that expresses absolute confidence in God's will. 
A true prayer of faith acknowledges God's sovereign will and his answer so to that prayer. We must recognize that it is not always God's will to heal those who are ill. The Apostle Paul uses himself as an example. Paul prayed three times for God to remove his problem, and each time God responded that his will is made strong through weakness. When we pray for healing, we must recognize that God's will is supreme. James qualifies this line of thinking by following up with, the prayers of a righteous person is a powerful thing. As an example, he mentions Elijah of the Old Testament. James has been teaching that true religion needs to be infused in every aspect of our lives. That wholehearted committed to Christ results in a righteous life. To show the significance of combining righteousness and effectiveness of powerful prayer, James uses Elijah as an example. <laughs> I love Elijah as an example. But beside that, he would be well known to the Jewish Christians of James' day. Of all the stories told of his life, Elijah's life, the incident on Mount Carmel where Elijah is pitted against the prophets of Baal would be well known. Here's the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> Around 850 BC, during the reign of the Israelite King Ahab, Elijah told King Ahab that there would not be any rain on the land for a long time. Not even dew will grace the land until I, Elijah, say it will. The Bible is silent as to if Elijah knew at the time of this first encounter if it would actually be three and a half years. But history tells us that the drought lasted that long. It was a dark time in history for the Israelite nation. An all-time low, if you will. It seemed like the whole nation no longer followed the Creator God and was following the pagan god Baal. There was a little g, that is. It is un exactly, un excuse me. It is unclear exactly what Baal is accredited to because there are so many attachments affiliated with it. One of them is that he is a weather god, responsible for rain, wind, storms, and fertility. Because of the lack of rain, there was no crops. Livestock were dying of thirst and harsh starvation. At this time in history, God has Elijah challenged several hundred false prophets to a contest. Each group was to prepare their animal for sacrifice, but not set fire to it. The God who answered by fire is God. The false prophets go first, but nothing happens but noise and lousy dancing. Then Elijah prays, and God answers with fire. You guessed it. Elijah prayed for rain, and it poured. Elijah and God, I should say God and Elijah, defeated the weather god of the day and brought fame once again to the creator god of the universe. That is the story that James is referring to in our text. That is the man who G James says is just like us, an ordinary person who sought out the will of God and by faith acted on it. It is this kind of person James is referring to when he states, the prayer of a righteous person is, a pow is powerful and effective. 
This excites me because one of James' key themes has been to connect faith and life, walk and talk, and relating it to our lives today. Where we claim for, excuse me, where what we claim is lived out in one's faith. James wants his readers to grasp the, the potential of prayer, to realize that like Elijah, we can be effective in prayer. I often wonder what our lives would be like if we could see ourselves as God sees us. If we could see our potential as God sees our potential. If we would live out our lives and the potential God intends for us to live, it would, it would have to be by faith. Otherwise, we would never see it. God sees great potential in each of us if we could accept it. Verse 19 is a call to pay attention to those who used to attend church with us. It goes, my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, someone should bring him back. This past year and a half has been damaging to our accountability process. Too often our people hide under the garment of the plague to stay away from church. It is too easy to say that we are watching the sermons online. Also, I have to admit, it is more comfortable to go to church in one's pajamas and staying at home. Under our current circumstances, I want to say, stay home if you need to. For whatever reason, I'm not, I'm not saying come to, uh, to church if you think you have uh, a cold or anything like that. That's not my point. My point is, as a congregation, people have slipped out of contact with each other, oftentimes unnoticed. Christ followers, we need each other. People who do not mingle with fellow believers tend to drift away from Christ. With that being said, we have people who would love to hear from you. Tell them that their presence is missed to encourage them, whether by phone, text, email, or snail mail, whatever way you choose. The second side of encouraging others is the chance to be used by Christ. By reaching out, you become his hands, feet, mouth, or anything else that is laid on your heart. You can be used by God. Also, it is not just the pastor who needs to make these contacts. I believe James is pretty clear when he says, brothers and sisters, listen to the words of Eugene Peterson. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the air of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, once again, James gets right to the point. <laughs> he doesn't pull uh, punches. But Father, there's some things that we can apply to our lives right now, right this moment, this very day. We can apply to our lives what we need to do to be effective and, and pure in your eyes. If there's sin, to confess it and move forward. If we're sick, 
to confront uh, to bring it before the church and let the church lay hands on them and pray for them, anoint them with oil. If it's uh, reaching out to others, that we would do that. But that we would see our potential, that you would open our eyes, Lord, that we would see our potential as you see our potential, and that we would act on it. I pray this in your name and for your glory. Use us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.